You are now listening to Stories of Self-Help by Mercy Me Community. This is Stories of Self-Help. I am Royce Porter, the founder and owner of Mercy Me Community. I thank you for tapping in once again. We'll start this episode like we start every episode in meditation. But what we're going to do is We're just going to breathe together for two minutes. So let me get my shit straight. Let me get my timer ready. And as I'm breathing, just breathe with me for the entire two minutes. You can let your mind think whatever it brings up, whatever randomness it tries to go to be compassionate with yourself be gentle with yourself don't question whether you're doing this right or wrong allow yourself to just be present and observing the habits of your mind already so yeah let's start Allow yourself to decompress, sink into your own presence. Slow everything down and see if you can feel your heartbeat. Okay, so hopefully you feel calmer, I feel calmer, more connected to this moment, and the importance of this is more presence. It's about us being able to create an environment 
that allows us to be more aware in. So in this process, we're removing the idea of audience, the idea of insecurity, or the idea of being a beginner in something, and all of the nervousness that comes with that. Allowing ourselves to be. Embracing that we're human beings. Human beings. We're not human doings. We're not human havings. We're human beings. So at the very least and at the very most, the best thing that we can do is just be. Daily giving us, daily giving ourselves this opportunity is a blessing in itself. And we're doing this in every, at the top of every episode to, as a community, develop a practice. Now you can choose to do, begin a meditational practice on your own. But you know every time you tap into Mercy Me Community, every time you tap into stories of self-help, that you're doing a meditation with a community of people. And some people are more experienced in this and some people are not. But this is a safe space for you to start your journey within. And there's no shame in that. There's no humiliation in that. It's only humility. It's only humility. I dream of technicolor thoughts. I demonstrate what's in my heart. I'm just surrendering to God. Some is always greater than its parts Time is only limited to space Followers are limited to likes Humanity ain't limited to race Only thing that's certain is to change Used to think that freedom was arranged You could just imagine the terrain $27,000 chain I was just a slave, I was just a slave Taught to just behave, always act the same I was getting played, life was just a game Until I found the truth hidden in my pain
off the land is maintainable. Run up the band and buy the plan. We make it a bread generational. And it's all meditational. Income, get residual. Turn experience into equity. And a story into miracles. Bring the farm to the table. It's that power to the people. Circle the dollar and balance the power until communities equal. Only God gon' free you. Your higher self gon' lead you. Throw your ego in the compost. GMO won't feed you. Yeah, in this episode, I want us to to get back to how to build a brand part two, resources. The reason why I want to do resources is because it's, it's, it's such a key part to building a brand. But before we start, I wanted, I wanted to highlight that before you even build a brand, you have to organize your own personal resources. You have to be clear on your own budget. You have to know um, what's accounted for, you know, when it comes to your own personal finances within your own household. Basically, you got to organize your shit, you know, before you can even start to to try to to build a brand the priority needs to be to already have a system within your own household then you can carry those same principles into a brand right but if you don't have the fundamental things put forth already you know then you definitely need to pick up rich dad poor dad you know or uh richest man in babylon just so you can clearly uh, map out a budget for yourself, you know? So yeah, how to build a brand part two, um, resources. Now, when it comes to building a brand, right, there's so many different types of brands, right? And we, we went over your voice, your identity, what's your, tr- what's your truth, right? Now, you have to clearly define what is your brand's product, right? Is it a service? Is it a product? Is it intellectual property? What is it? You know, because um, that's gonna that's gonna inform your direction. You know, 
and those those three have completely different processes right completely different ways to go about it they could be like fundamentally the same but they got completely different let me adjust this they got completely different approaches to it you know um a service like a barbershop or something like that is going to be built on clientele right it's going to be a scheduling system it's going to it might have a one-time investment for um, stations and, and, and things like that, and then you're you'll be able to um, rent out chairs, like booths, you know, for independent barbers and, and things like that. That's that's like a service model, you know. A product is more of a one-time purchase, you know, unless it's a subscription model, which is like a more of a business model of the times we live in. So if you want to offer a product, you can definitely build it as a subscription. But that goes into, that also goes into IP, that also goes into intellectual property. But let's just say you want to have like a clothing brand, right? You have to define the cost of that product, you know, and then you have to define you just have to map out the full lifespan of that product and all of the percentages along the way, right? And we'll get into that. Then there's intellectual property. And intellectual property is a completely different beast, right? But it, ha it can garner bigger returns, right? So a product, you can, like, you can sell a hat for $50, or you can, um, you know, you can leverage a deal in an in, in intellectual property. Let's just say like a, a film. You, the the business of intellectual property is more deal making. It's it's more business to business, right? It's more long term, and it's defined by terms. Right, the duration of how long this deal will last, you know. So you, you definitely can, uh, you know, look at IP as a as a um, investors kind of route, you know. And um, so it's, it's really important to define what your product is, you know. It's really important to to understand the difference between a product, a service, or um, a, uh, intellectual property, you know, and be informed on on the long term, the long term view of it, you know. But let's just start with resources for a product. And by the way, the the thing is that product, intellectual property, a service. This is all an interdependent idea or system. These are all, these are all, um, these can all equally be one thing, right? A, a brand is intellectual property as well as can offer a service, therefore is a, a product, right? And it just depends on kind of what environment, right? So like on a, 
on the stock market, on the stock market, um, a brand can become a product. You know what I'm saying? Or when you look at, um, you know, in in the tech space, you know, a product can be a service can look can be looked at as a product. You know what I'm saying, and vice versa. So all of these things are kind of like relative. You know, you just have to kind of. It, it all depends on the business model. You know, is it direct to consumer? Is it is is the business model direct to consumer? Is the business model um, kind of like uh, business to business driven? You know, um, is the is the business model more so for a studio to pick up or, you know, let's just say you have a podcast. Is is the business model, you know, for your podcast to be licensed to a podcast network? You know what I'm saying? In, in that case, it is intellectual property. And in that case, it's more of, of a deal right, with certain terms, it's a contract with certain terms, you know, and certain percentages. So it's just about understanding that all of these are kind of relative. And even in this segment of how to build a brand and all of the different parts that we'll go through, there's so many different um, avenues to a brand, but it's all interdependent, right? And one of the points is for you to just get clearer and clearer on not just what it takes to build a brand and not just what to be clear on what a brand is, but all the different ways that you can monetize a brand, you know, because of what I just said, you know, you can, you can, you can operate in a direct-to-consumer space right, for yourself and go to your audience directly, but you can also then leverage that audience, you know, with a, with a studio, right, with a production company, right, and then you can also raise money for your, your, your brand in the venture capital space and angel investing space, you know, and then you can also uh, do a licensing deal for any individual IP that you have, right? And do something with a, a, a Nickelodeon or a Disney, you know, or something like that. So all of these things is kind of like a, a um, there's, there's many, many doors you can go through, right, to to get your your brand across. And hopefully what you really want to do is to create something that doesn't exist. You know, make a contribution in your brand or with your brand, you know, that that's that's that'll be the success of it. You know, if if it's something that the world doesn't know it needs. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
let's just look at uh, product, right? And look at the resources that you need, right? So if you're, you know, when you're starting a brand, it's about realizing that um, you got to put together a personal budget, right? And have that already taken care of. And like I said earlier, apply those same fundamental things, take those same fundamental things over to what you would do in business, right? It's the same principles, right? Um, then it's like, you know, it's, it's about your income and, and finding out a way to fund your brand, right? Now you can go the, this is, you can go the, the route of raising money, right? Obviously that comes at a cost, um, and I don't know what that model is like. This is strictly for the indie approach. This is this is for the ground level funding yourself, right? Because I get so many questions about you know, how do you build something? How do you, where do you get the resources from? How do you even start something, you know? So there's a whole different model, Um that is raising money, you know, that may be an easier process or not, you know, I don't know. But I definitely know how to leverage the, the small resources that you have to make big resources and then do something sustainable, you know. So that's my rule of thumb, you know, is it sustainable? That's the question I have to ask myself with, a, with every major business decision. Is this sustainable? You know, so a key idea for me when it comes to funding your brand, you know, or your product or service or creating a valuable IP, you know, for me, it's, it's vertical integration, right? Vertical integration is basically owning every part of the supply chain, right, to simplify it. But let's, let's look up the actual Google definition, you know, and see, see what it says. So vertical integration, the combination in one company of two or more stages of production normally operated by separate companies. And basically, it's about building a strategy to be more sustainable as a business, right? So vertical integration is a strategy whereby a company owns or controls its suppliers, distributors, or retail locations to control its value or supply chain. Vertical integration benefits companies by allowing them to control process reduce costs and improve efficiencies. So these are the these are the uh, this is this is a, a integral uh, strategy that uh, Apple would use. You know, from conception to consumption, they own the entire process, right? So they they not only own the software. They also own the hardware that the software is experienced through and utilized through, right? 
so as we speak, I'm 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 doing this on a on my Apple laptop right now. So this they provided the product, right? The the actual hardware, but they also own the software too, right? And they basically are creating a an ecosystem that they own completely to where it creates and it creates upward mobility. This allows them to grow because they're not having to to source out parts of the process, right? So let's just say, um, what's an example of vertical integration, right? Vertical integration is like, right, um, it's owning your, it's figuring out, right, if you can own your, the manufacturing of your product, right, and then can you own the delivery of your product, right, the shipping and handling aspect of it. Then it's like, can you own the distribution of your product, right? And, and then it's like, where is the consumer, where does the consumption take place? What's the retail form of your product, you know? So if you can figure out how to own every part of the process of whatever your product is, you can create something sustainable, right? So and, and this turns into the difference between a, a brand that, a, that has a tangible product or an intangible product because if you can figure out how to, it's, it's, way it's way more difficult to own the supply chain of a, of a physical product. Let's just say, let's just say a, a, a couch or, or a table or something. Let's just say a table, right? There's the production of the table. There's the the manuf There's the the design of the idea, right? Then there's the manufacturing of the table. Like this is the this is the whole journey of it, of the process. There's a there's the designing of the table, the conception of it. There's the manufacturing of the table, right? Then there's the um, the distribution of the table, right? And then there's the, and that relates to the uh, the shipping of it. And then it's the retail, right? The Where the consumer re is able to purchase the table, right? For a tangible product like a table, that's gonna require millions of dollars and it depends the quality of the table, right? That could require billions of dollars, right? But let's just say if, if your product is intangible or digital, right, then you can streamline that a lot more, a, a lot easier. You can, you can create a way to, to own a higher percentage 
of the of the process of conception to consumption. You know, you can own a higher percentage of that, right? And you can streamline that experience for the user. You know, so let's just take like uh, if you if you if you own a if you have a podcast, right? First off, it's about looking at it like you own a podcast, and then it's like, you know, what what equipment do you need to produce unlimited podcasts? You know, right? Because you don't want to have to source. You don't want to have to uh, source out every time you, you know, want to record a podcast, you know. So you want to be able to own that, right? So that's about owning the equipment. That's about finding out how much does it cost to have a mic, how to, how much does it cost to have a, um, how much does it cost to have a mic? How much does it cost to have uh, a computer? How much does it cost to have the editing software or recording software? You know, um, what platform can I distribute this on? You know, and through that distribution platform, what streaming platforms does the consumption take place? Right? But if you can figure out the equipment part, that's 80% of the process. So that means you have 80% of the leverage over this, over your podcast brand, you know? That means you're not going to to go rent out a studio to to produce your podcast. That means you're not you're not renting out the equipment to produce your podcast, you know? And that means that you're not just completely uh dependent on other businesses to produce your product, right? So that's why vertical integration is important is because what you end up doing is building an ecosystem that is sustainable, that you can you can thrive on. So everybody listening to this, write that down, vertical integration, you know, and figure out because most people are, let's just say, in in, in in America, most people are trying to um, build a brand or market themselves as a brand. You know, you have to know what are the things that brands, what are the strategies that brands use to become brands, right? Especially successful brands. You know, so vertical integration. Is super key to building something sustainable, right? Because you can, if you own all the equipment involved, if you own how you manufacture your product, if you own how you distribute your product, if you own the retail experience of your product, then you own the entire ecosystem that it that requires to produce your product. And there's no friction. That whole thing is streamlined. And it's less cost because you're not going to, you're not sourcing that out. 
So you want to be able to own your shit. You want to be able to own your whole situation, you know. So um, <clears throat> and e-commerce too. I forgot e-commerce, but e-commerce too. That's but that's a given, you know. Everyone should should know that already, you know. So again, vertical integration is owning every stage of production, you know, from conception to consumption, you know. And you have to figure out how much does your product cost, right? What is the manufacturing cost? What is the shipping cost, you know? And then how much does each step cost in the in the in the production line, you know? How much does it actually how much does the product itself cost to put, to manufacture? You know, and you got to figure out all of these individual percentages, right? And then from there, you have to evaluate your 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 profit percentage, right? And how much does it cost altogether? Then how much are you going to make? How much are you going to make? And then from how much you're going to make, you have to factor in saving half first. And then reinvest in the other half, right? So let's just say, like, whatever your product is, let's just say, you know, 50% of the cost, 50% goes to cost, right? And then you have to look at uh, the profit. Let's say 50% of the cost and then 50% is the, the profit, Right, then you 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 save a quarter of that fifty that second fifty percent, and then you reinvest the other quarter the the twenty five percent left into back into the product or the brand or the business or the IP or the service. Right, and that way you can garner. If you do that enough times, you can garner a more bigger and sustainable brand because you're not just growing in scale, but you're growing in depth, you know? And I would argue that, not argue, but I would just say that, you know, from my experience that a lot of, especially in the tech space, it's like scale, 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 scale. It's like no depth, you know? And that's something that I learned in conscious capitalism that, you know, it's so many... It's like, well, it's a quote that said, um, most companies, you know, are like 20 miles wide, but an inch deep, you know, so you have to be able to, to know how to grow, you know, in a balanced way. And that depth is a part of not just building a sustainable ecosystem, right, and owning every part of the supply chain, but also depth in the way of deepening your connection to your audience, right? Because that's sustainability also, 